Hi, this is Heather Bonham, and you're listening to the Midlife Best Podcast, and this is episode 052. Today's episode is all about my current favorite apps and tools that I use on my phone. Before we get started, I want to remind you that I would love to hear from you, and you can email me at heather at midlifebest.com. So, wow, this is episode 52, which should mean I'm coming right up on my podcasting anniversary. So, happy anniversary to the podcast. This podcast started as the Learning Coach podcast, and I couldn't really decide what direction I wanted to go at first, and I had written my book recently, last year, about study skills. It's called Study Skills Survival Guide. And I really thought that was the direction that I would be going with the podcast, but pretty quickly it became apparent that really what I wanted to focus on was people who were trying to make some career decisions, people who were like me in midlife and juggling work and kids and businesses and relationships and all of those really good things. So I ended up changing the podcast, the name of the podcast, but I kept the episode count because I really think that it all goes together. And so I changed the name of the podcast to more reflect what I was already doing, if that makes sense. So anyway, episode 52, I use my phone a lot and most people my age seem to do that. We always talk about the teenagers being on the phone all the time, Um, But adults, working, busy adults, parents, professionals, we're on the go. And the phone is that tool that keeps us connected, keeps us organized, helps us to do all of the different things that we do. And I probably have too many apps on my phone, to be honest. I do have them organized into folders so that it's a little easier to find them, but also so that I'm not so visually overwhelmed when I look at my phone seeing all of these apps. But even then, I think I probably have too many folders. So I should eliminate and I should get rid of some. Um, But there are some that I really use a lot. And that's what I wanted to talk with you about today. Now, it's funny because last week I was texting with my friend Laura and we were trying to find a time to either get together or talk on the phone. And we both... uh, have been busy and I, this time of year, I I just sometimes can't even find time to have lunch um, with someone. And so we're going to set up a time to talk on the phone, but she texted me back and I loved what she said because she said, well, let me know when you want to talk because I'm practicing airplane mode. And I thought, oh, that's so profound. She's practicing airplane mode, meaning I can't just call her because she probably won't answer because her phone will be in airplane mode so that she can get other things done and focus on some career things and business things that she's doing. And I thought that was great because you know what? Never in the history of humanity have we been so attached to this little device that, I mean, really didn't even exist really 20 years ago, not in the way that it does now. Um, you know, I had one of those big bag phones that (laughs) it was a monstrosity, but it did work to make calls in an emergency. Um, but now, you know, we're connected in this way that we never were before. And so we have to moderate that use and 
and use it for when it helps us and when it's productive, but it has to be on our terms. So looking at the apps that I use most, and I was, I was just thinking about what do I use that's paid versus what do I use that's free and why am I willing to pay for certain things? And I just wanted to delve into that a little bit today. So the apps that I use, usually if I'm willing to pay for an app, it's because I've tried it out, I've seen the value, and oftentimes it's because it was recommended to me by someone I trust or think is a smart person. And some of them I don't remember where they were recommended to me, but some of them I do. And so I'll share that a little bit. But I have, let me count my list here, five apps. Well, no, let's see. I I was going to say how many that are paid and how many are free. Sorry. I guess five things that I pay for and two things that are free plus one kind of that I'm adding on um, at the end. So I pay first of all for an app called Evernote. And Evernote, as with many of these, is something that can exist on your phone as well as on your home computer. A lot of you probably already know about Evernote, but Evernote is a way to stay organized and archive the things that are important. Now, Evernote does have a basic free trial, but I pay for the premium version. And I've heard that there are some different prices that different people pay, and maybe it depends on when you subscribed because sometimes you're grandfathered into a plan. What I pay right now is $7.99 a month. If I would pony up for the yearly plan, it would be a little bit less per month, but I'd have to pay it all at once. And I kind of just like paying by, by the month, I guess. Um, but I'm paying $7.99 a month for the premium version. Evernote allows you to save different types of media. It allows you to save different types of links. It allows you to, with the premium version, and this is why the premium is worth it to me, it allows you to save emails in a different location. So I can forward emails from any of my email accounts into my Evernote account and save them there. But I can save things like photographs and I can search within photographs and within PDF files for certain words. So for example, when I was at my parents' house a couple of summers ago, I took photographs of a lot of recipes that I wanted. Now, if I search in Evernote for a word that is written in one of those recipes, it will find that recipe. So I could search cake and the cake recipes would show up in Evernote. Um, it's, it's a different level, a higher level to me of functionality and a way for me to save the things that are really important. So I save lots and lots and lots of old emails and all kinds of stuff, but the really important things I put into Evernote. And I can, like I said, access that from home or on the computer or wherever I am on my phone. And it also allows with thumbprint recognition and a password. So you can feel pretty secure, I think. At least I feel pretty secure. Now, the next one that I use is Spotify. And that was recommended to me by my teenagers. And we have a family plan. So Spotify, again, has a free option, but it does not have, as with many of these apps, it, it, please start with a free option always to see if you even like an app, but it does not have all the functionality. So we 
pay $14.99 for a family plan that five people can use. If you want an individual premium plan, it's $9.99 a month. But like I said, all my kids use it. I use it. I don't really think my husband uses it much. But the premium version allows you to uh, download the music. So if you're going to be on an airplane or you're going to be traveling where you don't have cell service or you don't want to use your data, you can download the songs at home and listen to them on your phone even when you're traveling or whatever the case may be. What's fun about Spotify and having this family account especially is my kids make playlists or they get playlists from different things of songs that they like. We had a road trip last summer. My oldest daughter made a a road trip playlist and we can share those playlists and it's just something that's fun. Certainly you can listen to music in other ways on the radio or whatever. And I already can get music through other things that I have that I already have and I'll talk about that in a minute. But to me, because my kids really like it, uh, I'm willing to pay for Spotify. Another app that I use is Think Up, like T-H-I-N-K-U-P. Think Up is something that I had never heard of until it was recommended to me by Giovanna Ellison. And she's also known as Lady J. She's a personal coach and a, a business coach, a writer, lovely woman. And Giovanna did some personal coaching for me last May. And one of the things she suggested was that I try this app. Now, again, I think up has, and these are, by the way, I should have said, I I have an Apple, I have an iPhone. So I don't know what other platforms these are available on, but I'm sure that most of them are also available on Android. But think up, she recommended to me because it's something that allows you to record affirmations, positive thoughts, Bible verses, quotations, whatever matters to you. You can record them in your own voice. You can put them to background music. You can shuffle them in a different order. When you listen to them, you can play them back on a timer. And they're great. It's great to use with headphones. But when I use ThinkUp is part of my daily routine as I'm driving to work is I listen for five minutes to think up through my car stereo speakers. My phone plugs into my car. The free version only allows you to have four affirmations, not affirmations, affirmations um, with one background, but the premium version allows you to have a lot of affirmations, different background music. You can change it around. And for me, it's just really, really a fun thing to use. You can pay monthly at $5.99. I actually bought I think I bought a lifetime plan, but when I went back and looked, I couldn't find what I had bought. So now what they're showing is $99.99 for lifetime, um, which is basically $100, or an annual plan that was on sale, which I I don't think this is what I got, uh, but the annual, I'm looking, it's $24.99 now for an annual plan on sale, so I'm not entirely sure... um, what I got, but I thought I got a lifetime for like 49. So, and I'll talk about pricing in a second too. Uh, another app that I use that I love, and again, one that's on the desktop for your computer, and I have used this in the, in the classroom or when I'm working at work, but also an app that I use a lot on my phone is called Focus 
at will. Now it's the word focus and then the little at symbol and then will, W-I-L-L. This is a focusing app. And what's interesting about focus at will is that at first glance, it seems like some strange music and some white noise. But it's way more than that. And if you start using it, I heard about this from Michael Hyatt from his podcast. And the app has multiple different, what they call channels, that play different types of music. So there's a spa channel. There's a acoustical guitar type of channel. There is one that is, it sounds like cinematic soundtracks, like movie music, several different ones. And then you can pick intensity level as well. So you can listen to low, medium, or high intensity. The high intensity is a very driving, strong music. But this music is, it's not regular music. And these are not songs that you really are going to get anywhere else. The music is very scientifically tested and researched. And there's a lot of information that you can read if you're into that to help your brain focus. And you can do that on a timer as well. So if you use a Pomodoro technique, um, you can set a timer for 15 minutes and then you can go take your five minute break and then back on for 15 if you choose to work that way. And it's really helpful for me to see how much longer I have left and then to just focus for that period of time and listen to specific types of music to help my brain get more work done. I really enjoy it. And that one to me, it's, it's well worth a monthly subscription. So like I said, I'm paying $9.99 a month for that one. Now, another subscription that I have, again, on the computer as well as on my phone through their app, this is probably my number one favorite. And I actually have an affiliate uh, link for it, but it's not up on my website right now. But audible.com. Audible is has been bought out by Amazon probably a few years ago at this point. Audible, is, it's audiobooks. I love it. Love Audible. Audible is probably my number one favorite app. I use it very, very often. Um, maybe next to podcasting apps, it is my favorite anyway. I have been a member of Audible since 2008, so 11 years at this point. And I checked my Audible library earlier today, this evening, and I have 355 audio titles in my library. And that's a lot, but again, over 11 years. I have what they call a Platinum Monthly subscription. I pay $22.95 a month, and I get two audiobooks of my choice for that. Now, the audiobooks, if you just pay for them, which you can without a subscription, you can just go buy an audiobook, they vary a lot in price, just depending on what kind of book it is, and is it a new book or an older book or a children's book. Um, you know, it really, it really depends. But with the monthly subscription, essentially what I'm doing is just kind of cost averaging. And if a book, so at, at almost $23 a month, you know, I'm looking at about $11.50, $11.49 per book, 
$11.49. Well, if I see a book on there that I want and it's like $7.99, then I just go ahead and pay for it and I save my subscription points for something that's more expensive. But Audible now has other things that you, they have some channels that you can listen to for free and they also give you a couple of freebies every month of their originals, which are titles that they have kind of as a special. And you get a couple of those free per month as well. At least I do with that platinum subscription. So I end up getting a lot of books. And right now, the book I just started listening to today is an autobiography of Lucille Ball. It's called Love Lucy. It's This is what I, I think is neat. She had passed away and they found this her the, a woman's notes um based on Lucy's recordings for her autobiography found it with her attorney and her daughter Lucy Arnaz decided to record it so it's Lucille Ball's autobiography but recorded and voiced by her daughter it's phenomenal so far so these are i just i i love audible and super highly recommended i think it's just money very very well spent Um, and I do, I, my preference is to try to get books that are read by the author, but there are some really good voice actors out there as well. And some classic older books that are also recorded by voice actors. Um, and, and it's just, I, I, I love using my commute time to listen to audiobooks. But it is important for me to note that, and, and whenever I get the affiliate link on my website, you can go there, but until then... If you have never subscribed to Audible, you can go to their website and just get a free book as a new person and do a trial subscription that way. Get a totally free book. So that's awesome. And then decide if you want to subscribe. Now, if you don't have the money to subscribe to Audible or if you want more free books, there is a a website an app called LibriVox, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X. I've recommended it on the podcast, but not for a long time. And I've recommended it to students because this is for antique books, books that are in the public domain that are out of copyright. And volunteers read these books, and some of them are great recordings. And sometimes they even do like a cast recording, like a production. And LibriVox is completely free. It's kind of like Gutenberg.org, which is free books that you can read on an e-book, e-reader, or you know, tablet, or on your phone. But this is the audio version of that. So LibriVox is also totally free. But I love Audible, and and you can't tear me away from my Audible books. So that is a big one for me. Now, the best free app that I use, that I consult daily, 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 many times a day, is my Google Calendar. I use my Google Calendar a lot, and it's shared with my oldest daughter, and if my other kids wanted to be on it, they could, or my husband, but I don't think any of them really want to be in my calendar and see, like, all of my, the minutia of, you know, my life, like when I have a dentist appointment or whatever. But my oldest daughter is organized and she likes to be in the know. But Google Calendar for me does everything that I need it to do and it's free. And so it coordinates with my email. It, I can coordinate it with my Google Maps on my phone to find my way to get somewhere. 
I don't see a need to pay for any other type of calendar. And I'm sure there are some out there, but I've never even been interested in looking for one. So it's Google Calendar for me all the way. It's free. It works. It work again, it works great on my desktop. It works great on my phone. Everything is synced in the cloud. Um, I just, I've never had any complaints about Google Calendar. Another app that I use, now I just said that I do use Google Maps and I do, and I also use Apple Maps sometime depending, but sometimes I want to check both um, apps against each other to see if they give me the exact same directions. But another app that I use that's free, except you do have to create a username and password, I believe. Um, And I don't like, you know, having so many things out there, but, um, anyway, another map app, map app that I use is Waze, W-A-Z-E. And Waze, my oldest daughter told me about this one. Waze is a little different. It's kind of crowdsourced. And so you have people making contributions to it. It is a map. It'll tell you how to get somewhere and how long it'll take to get there. But it will also give you a lot more information than either Google Maps or Apple Maps in terms of road hazards. Um, a car pulled over off the side of the road with a flat tire. Uh, you know, someone hit a deer and it's off to the side of the road. People, I don't even know how they do it because I've never really added to the maps, but people um, add hazards. And so as you're driving, it will tell you two miles ahead, there is a disabled car. And so the app is different in that way. And it will give you a lot of info about traffic. So if traffic is going very slow, it will suggest an alternate route. The one drawback with it is sometimes it'll, instead of staying on the main roads, you'll be going through a neighborhood or something like that. But Waze is really good if you're in a city or if you're in a lot of traffic, or if you just need an alternate route and you want to check a different way. So that's been helpful. And again, I pay nothing for that. Waze is is free. And so that's been an app that I've used off and on. I used it today going somewhere. So I wanted to mention that one. Now, I mentioned a few minutes ago talking about why would I pay for Spotify when I can get music for free? The one big ticket item that I pay for once a year is my Amazon Prime membership. It That's not an app, but I have to throw that in here with something that I use because I use it all the time. So Amazon Prime currently is $119 a year. My membership is generally due in April, so I would be paying it soon, except when we switched cable providers to Verizon, they had a, a special and I got a year of Amazon Prime free, and they extended my membership free for a year. So my membership is actually now not, it won't have to be paid until next April. So that was cool. But normally that is kind of a big ticket item in that I do pay for it all at once instead of monthly. But Amazon Prime gives me, besides free two-day shipping, which we use very, very often at my house, it gives me a lot of other perks and benefits Amazon Video, Prime Video, which you can watch movies, which is fun. And they do have Prime Music. And so I use Prime Music quite often as well. And if my kids were not that into Spotify, 
maybe I would just stick with Amazon Prime Music, but I really do. Now I'm kind of spoiled with some of the playlists and things that I already have saved in Spotify. And that's kind of nice. And I enjoy that. So you get used to these things and then you want to keep them. And that's what they count on. That's how they make their money. Now, I'm done with all of my my big list. And this is a longer podcast and I can tell it's going to be a bit longer, but I really wanted to go into detail about these things. There is one tip that I wanted to share and I got this tip from Cliff Ravenscraft. If you're not listening to Cliff Ravenscraft's podcast, I, I don't know why not. Um, but I, I actually love Cliff's podcast and his wife Stephanie's podcast. She has her own as well. But Cliff Ravenscraft talked about a while back about how when he gets a free trial, how he protects himself from accidentally getting charged by doing this. He goes into his phone. So on his phone, if he downloads an app and it has a free trial, he immediately, that is key, immediately goes into the settings of his phone and, oh gosh, without looking right now, I can't remember to tell you, but you go into the settings of your phone, you click on your, I believe you click on your email address to go to your account and you look for subscriptions. And what you do is go into whatever app you've subscribed to and it, it will, because you've done a free trial, if it immediately subscribes you, what you want to do is unsubscribe so that you don't get charged. Now, two tricks with this are there are two benefits to this are number one, you still will get, so if the free trial, say is, say it's a 15 day free trial, you will still get the whole 15 days. So if I sign up today for a free trial, but I don't want to pay for it. And it'll automatically after that 15 days, start charging me $5 a month or whatever. Now I immediately go in today, five minutes later, and I unsubscribe. I cancel my subscription so that I don't get charged. I still get the rest of the 15 day free trial. Now you might want to go into your Google calendar and then put a note for yourself to in 15 days, if you do like it to go back in and resubscribe. But here's the second part of the trick. And Cliff is a genius for noticing this. When you go in, it shows you different subscription options. So sometimes an app might say it's, and this might be, by the way, how I got my membership to think up. I may have um, found a cheaper membership because within, sorry, there went my voice, within the where you can cancel or renew your subscription, it'll show you options. So it might say, do you want to renew for one month at $7.99 a month, one year at $99.99, but it might also say in there one year at $49.99 for whatever weird reason, because they run different specials or they have different, maybe they run promotions in different places with codes. I don't know how it works, but sometimes you'll see different prices for the exact same thing. And then if you do want to go back in and subscribe because you liked the free trial, now you can just pick whatever is the cheapest. That makes sense. You're getting the same thing as long as obviously you have to compare apples to apples. So if it's a one month subscription, make sure you're comparing a one month subscription versus a one year. But sometimes they will have a one month subscription and then another one month subscription, exact same thing, two different prices. 
So just you pick what's cheaper. And that is, thank you, Cliff Ravenscraft. So that is episode 52, almost to our one year. I guess it would be the one year, but maybe 53 would be the one year. Anyway, um, these are the apps that I use. These are the things, for the most part, that I am willing to pay for. Like I said, a couple of them are free, so I have some freebies in there. But I pay for these things because they make my life easier, they help me to stay organized, and I feel more productive when I'm using these types of apps. And to me, that's worth it, and it's a good use of my resources to help myself feel like my head is screwed on straight (laughs) as I go about my life. So I hope it's helpful to you as well. And with that, I'll wish you a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you again soon. Oh, hi, it's me again. There's a PS to this episode. So I talked in episode 035, episode 35, about how much I love listening to podcasts. And I use Anchor FM to create my podcast. And it is also a great place to find a variety of new podcasts and small podcasts. But what I've used for years to listen to podcasts is Stitcher. And Stitcher is an app that's totally free. I've used it for a very long time. And in episode 35 of my podcast, I talk about listening to Stitcher for 923 hours of content at that time. Now it's up to 967. So I'm actually getting pretty close to a thousand listening hours in Stitcher. And I just wanted to add that because that is what has gotten me through very extensive commutes. It's gotten me through a lot of time that I would have wasted otherwise. And so even though it's already talked about extensively in episode 35, and I'd love it if you would go back and visit that episode, but I wanted to add that here because I would really be remiss if I didn't talk about how important those types of apps are to me and to my commute time, and I absolutely cannot even put a price tag on how much learning I've gotten for free from Stitcher, especially from some of my very top people who I follow and, and have listened to um, for a really long time and for absolutely for years. But gosh, the 48 Days podcast with Dan Miller, Michael Hyatt's podcast, um, it's called Lead to Win. Wow, everything by Stephen Cliff and ah, Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft, like I said earlier, but um, Cliff has the it was called the Podcast Answer Man, and now it's the Clift Ravens Craft Show. For some reason, I can't say his name today. Sorry about that. There are so many wonderful podcasts that I have listened to and truly things that would have been worth huge amounts of money that are absolutely free. And you, you just can't even really overestimate the value. Um, Giovanna Ellison's podcast uh, Sarah Anna Powers. I love Anna's podcast. Hers is relatively new, but she is about right where I am with um, 50 some episodes as well. Uh, now an episode um, or a show that went away for a while and came back is Kent Julian's podcast. Um, oh, and one of my all-time favorites, also the Ray Edwards show. I listened to that um, try never to miss uh, an episode of that. But the one that started it all was that 48 Days podcast by Dan Miller. And I've listened to that on Stitcher for a super long time. So that's kind of a long PS, about three minutes, but very, very important. So with that, 
I really will talk to you again soon.